say. So we're drawing to the close of the Vidyeshwara Sanghita of Shiva Purana. And in this section as a whole, the knowledge is given that facilitates the worship of Shiva, sadhana, puja, jagna. And these processes are meant to draw us closer to Shiva, to create the karma, the good karma that purifies us and allows us to approach higher states of consciousness. <clears throat> Even the great souls are purified by performance of karma yoga. How is that? Well, even a liberated soul still has prarabdha karma. The sanchari karma, that is the store of karma from previous births, and the store of karma that will manifest in future births are both destroyed. But the present life karma still remains. That means one can facilitate a better quality of life, material life, but still, uh, as long as one has the body, one should take care to make one's life pleasant and comfortable and auspicious. Plus, the liberated soul has a duty. Why do you think God has arranged it that even the realized beings still maintain the body until the end of the present body anyway. Why don't they just drop the body and go straight to the spiritual world? <laughs> well, the answer is, well, two, two things. One is, like I said, they have to live out their prarabdha karma. And uh, even though they have no sanchari karma or kriyamana karma, they still have issues around the quality of life in the present body. And so they have to perform puja and sadhana just like everybody else to maintain that quality of life, to maintain that good karma. And the other reason is, if the realized souls were to simply disappear and go to the spiritual world after realization, who would teach the others? Who would show the example? Who would pass on the secrets, especially of meditation? Who would encourage and enthuse the different worshipers, devotees, meditators, and so on? So this is why even it is seen that devotees who are not born in the material world come to the material world like Narada to spread this knowledge for the benefit of all concerned. So this is the reason why we still continue to perform sadhana. We still continue to perform jagna and puja, even after liberation, even after enlightenment. It's not that you can just sit and do whatever you like. Huh? Well, you can, but then you'll get the result of that, which is not very pleasant. So, Vidyeshwara Sanghita, Sanghita means a compilation from different sources. 
So even though it's cast in the story of Sutta Goswami teaching the sages of Naimisharanya, the final Purana, the greatest Purana, the Shiva Purana, uh, the materials, the uh, knowledge, and even the very words are borrowed from other sources. It's a compilation, a Sanghita. So there are many works in the Vedic literature like that. Um, and especially the works you'll see later on in the Rudra Sanghita, the different stories about Shiva are drawn from all kinds of different sources in the Vedic literature. So this is not a bad thing, but it does require a little interpretation because sometimes on one page you'll find an instruction to do a certain thing, and then on another page you'll find an instruction about the same thing that's very different. Well, does that mean there's a contradiction? No. No. Because the purpose of this literature, of this particular section especially, is to show a way of life, a lifestyle, a way of acting such that you can realize for yourself these high truths and these exalted states of consciousness and bhakti and so on. That is the uh, most important thing. The stories are nice <laughs> and they do reveal deep truths about Shiva and Shakti and so on. But really, what is the use of it all if you just continue to live an ordinary life without any spiritual content? Huh? I mean, listening to the stories is pious activity and it does give all kinds of benefits, which you'll hear in the Falashruti sections of the corresponding chapters. But without you proactively performing sadhana and approaching the Lord, you will not get the full result. Why is that? Ye yata mang prapadyante, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. Now, when Krishna is speaking Bhagavad Gita, he is speaking for Brahman. He is speaking for the whole. And of course, Shiva is the incarnation of the whole, the incarnation of Nirguna Brahman. So Shiva is certainly in agreement with what Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, ye yata mang prapadyante, as they surrender unto me, I reward them accordingly. So in other words, God is waiting for us to make the first move. We have to take the initiative. It's just like a teacher. A teacher is not supposed to go out and solicit students. And if you find one doing so, it's likely that they're not really a spiritual teacher, but just a businessman. The real teacher uh, lives like the python. Huh? The python picks a nice spot in the jungle <laughs> along a trail or something and just waits. And so similarly, the spiritual teacher puts out his shingle, huh? like we put out these videos to let you know, hey, we know something, we're doing something, we're getting some results here, then it's up to you to take the initiative and approach. And according to your sincerity, we'll reciprocate. 
when people make comments like, Namaste, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> it's like, okay, you know, this is not very uh, inspiring or encouraging. But when people ask thoughtful questions, I get excited. I want to respond. Just like just now, there's one gentleman from Sri Lanka, very sincere. And he's emailing me, asking me all kinds of spiritual questions, inviting me to come and visit and so on. And I will when I'm in Sri Lanka. But the point is, he is making the effort. He is taking the initiative. It's not that we are begging for disciples. Actually, disciples are a hassle. <laughs> Especially if they're not very advanced. So we want to see that they're going to take the initiative. See, the onus is on the disciple. It's not that you can say, oh, my teacher isn't very good. He doesn't tell me to do anything, this and that and the other thing. No, the teacher shouldn't. He shouldn't have to. Inquiry has to come from your heart. It has to be sincere and deep and well-motivated. And the teacher can, can see that. The teacher can feel that. A guru knows the hearts of everyone. Uh, he may not reveal it, you know, like, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> but he knows. He does know. Because as soon as you have a relationship with a teacher, there is a connection, a, a deep connection through God. Huh? God is the center, but God reveals the student's heart to the teacher so he can do a better job. This is one of the principles of spiritual life that I was astonished to discover. I always wondered how my Adi Guru seemed to know everything about his disciples, even though he often wasn't physically present. He may have been thousands of miles away, but he knew just the right thing to say to counteract their uh, misunderstandings or ameliorate their difficulties or encourage them in their sadhana and so on. How did he know? Well, God is in their hearts. God is in his heart, so God can reveal. Similarly, when I have a disciple, when I have a student, someone who's inquiring and who is sincere. I know what they're going through. I've been there. I've been at their stage on the path. I remember what it was like. I know the problems they're facing. <laughs> I have faced them myself. And I'll tell you what, the answer is always the same. Do sadhana. Study, chant, worship, do service, somehow or other, whatever you can do, whatever is easy, whatever you have the facility to do. Ramana Maharshi used to say, we think of God by the grace of God. So similarly, God gives us the facilities and resources to do some kind of sadhana, some kind of service. Huh? He reveals the knowledge that we need in that moment, especially Shiva. 
Shiva is so wonderful because he reciprocates immediately. Huh? There's a saying, there's a shloka even, that for one who worships other gods, purification occurs in time. But for one who worships Shiva, especially by chanting prayers and his mantras, the purification happens the next moment. So this is the thing about Shiva, because Shiva is the supreme. He is everywhere. He is in everything. He is in your heart. He knows your mind. So he is giving you, at every moment, opportunities to surrender to him, opportunities to serve him and advance further. So this whole Vidyeshwara Sanghita, which means literally a compilation of the highest knowledge, gives us the tools to do this. Now, that doesn't mean that we can literally follow all these instructions that call for huge sacrifices and lots of resources and stuff like that. Often, we can only do a tiny fraction of that. But that's okay. You do what you can do, and that leads to the next step. So take the opportunity you have right now to worship Shiva in any way you can. Anybody can chant Aung Namah Shivaya. But Aung Namah Shivaya, even though it's simple and easy, is extremely powerful, and you will get reciprocation immediately. That's my experience, and that's the experience of so many other devotees of Shiva. So at least try it. You know, like somebody wrote me the other day, oh, my life is a mess. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not doing anything, you know. I went to so many astrologers and so many this and that, and they couldn't give me any good advice, and nothing is working, and blah, blah, blah. Well, are you chanting Om Namah Shivaya? No. Well, do it. <laughs> you know, I often make the comparison with a teacher of physics or chemistry. The scriptures are saying, do this, do that. If you can't do this, do that, you know. Um, and we're saying, well, I don't believe it. I don't believe I'm going to get any result from this. And so, you, of course, you don't do it. So you don't get the results, a self-fulfilling negative prophecy, like, like the kind of thinking that goes into depression and stuff like that. Don't buy it. Just like the, the physics or chemistry teacher may outline some kind of formula or principle, you have to take it on a little bit of faith and then go in the lab and try it. That's all it takes. Go in the lab and try it and you'll see. If you perform the experiment, you'll get the result. So try these things. Even if you can't do like the full-on huge sacrifice, that's okay. That's okay. It's the principle of the thing. Try to embrace the principle at whatever level you have the facility to. And then you will see. You will get the result. And step by step, you will attain the highest enlightenment. Aung Tatsat. Aung Shakti. Aung. I get too blissed out. Aung <laughs> Namah Shivaya.